Welcome to the Self-Explained Podcast. My name is Katie O'Donoghue. I am your host and relationship coach who is here to guide you into rewiring your patterns so that you can rewire your relationships and life. So for this episode, I wanted to chat about a topic that seems to be a challenge for many people, and it's how to be honest. Now, on the last episode, I mentioned how I had challenges with honesty and therapy sessions, and even before that, with people-pleasing and trying to be perfect. And all of this was largely enabled by underlying fears, beliefs, and childhood conditioning, mainly the conditioning of being a good child and what that actually meant to me and how I tried to maintain that role of being good, which I'll probably do on another episode and talk about that in depth and about how toxic and detrimental that role actually is and how it's created and maybe why people should step away from using certain phrases because language is really important when it comes to how we communicate things. And when it comes to teaching people how to be in life or in relationships. So when it comes to communication and being honest, people struggle with doing, saying, or expressing things because of things that they went through in the past. And your past informs your present, which informs your future. So if you want to change your future outcome, or if you want to change something in the present, such as not being fully honest, you kind of need to take a look at your past and understand how you got to be where you are today, which means that when you have that kind of insight on yourself, then you're in a position of power where you can take control, change your habits, address your fears, change your belief systems, and ultimately change the way your life or your relationships are because you understand why you have been doing what you were currently doing or not. Now, people struggle with honesty for so many different reasons. So there's never really one single event or one reason as to why people can't be fully honest, but it happens kind of gradually over time. Um, Kids are completely honest. Um, (laughs) If you think of a small child, there's no filter there. So they are sometimes brutally honest. And I love that about kids because I think that's such a strength. But when you think about kids um, and then growing up into an adult, things shape us. They impact us. They impact our behaviors, the way we think and the way we feel. So it's usually... um, a series of events or experiences over time that enable people to be less honest and because of unprocessed trauma and like I said before because of fears beliefs maybe a bit of insecurities or anxieties and ways of just being conditioned from a very young age. Now the most obvious example of people being dishonest is when you're asked how you were feeling. And a lot of people have the tendency to lie and say, I'm fine or I'm all good, even when they're not. Like, think about your own experiences. How many times have you never been fully honest about how your day is or about how you've been feeling 
are about things that you don't actually agree with, but you stay silent or you sweep it under the carpet or you nod along just because it's easier or because you don't want to rock the boat or to burden people or whatever the reason it is that usually enables you to justify your reason for not speaking up or for not being honest in certain situations. So on that note, dishonesty doesn't always mean saying something that isn't true or fully true, but it also means saying nothing. When deep down you know that you should, or if you have that kind of inner voice or inner knowing that this is something to speak up about, but you struggle to do it. So when you say nothing, if you choose to say nothing, or when you aren't painting a true reflection of how you feel or of what you think, then you are painting a false perception of yourself to other people. And when you do that, there's no way you'll ever know if they truly like you for you or just the version of you that you were letting them see. So this can be quite a confronting realization for some people because if you think about it, you might be thinking, when have I not spoken up and how has that shaped my life or shaped my relationships? Or maybe you're thinking, are my relationships fake or false or inauthentic because I myself have not been fully honest in what I've been saying or in what I prefer or in what I want or in what I need. So really just kind of sit with that for a moment and just maybe reflect on the relationships in your life or your life in general and where you have held back some truths or feelings for certain reasons. And I'll give you maybe a journaling prompt for the day on this episode. <laughs> but you'll know. You'll know when you're not being fully honest because your body will communicate it to you or your behaviors are going to reflect it back to you. So some people feel stressed or they worry quite a lot or they have a lot of anxieties. So they can't really put their mind to rest. You might feel tense or you might feel on edge or quite paranoid around people that you've told a lie to or that you haven't been fully honest with. Or maybe you'll feel some sort of body contraction or negative energy when you actually lie to someone. So you'll feel something come up for you in those moments. Or um, you might turn to drink or to food or to drugs or to something to try and escape the uncomfortable feelings that have come from you not being honest. It might be guilt or it might be shame or just some sort of negative emotion as a result of the choice you've made or the lack of a choice you've made. But what I want to say is the lies, the half-truths, the omissions, the secrets, all of that's going to slowly eat away at you. It's going to fuel paranoia, insecurities, maybe defensive behavior, aggressive behavior, or even like obsessive thinking. So just bear in mind that you not being fully honest or you telling lies is actually creating a lot of inner conflict or struggles for you. So you're really the only person suffering when you're not being honest or telling the truth. So I guess at this stage, 
or maybe I should have gone into this at the start of the episode, <laughs> is um, what kind of counts as a lie? So I'm going to give you a few examples um, and uh, talk through a few scenarios that I've kind of come up with as I was sitting and mulling over this episode in general. But the most obvious form of a lie is the lie, like the fib, the story that people come up with that have absolutely no truth to them. So on that note, sometimes people make up stories so that they're liked or so so that they're seen as uh, more desirable by other people. Sometimes they make up stories to manipulate others, to get themselves out of trouble or to protect themselves from being in the quote unquote wrong or because they're feeling insecure in some way as well. Um, maybe in a group of people, they might be doing it to get attention. Maybe they're feeling triggered by someone in the group and they want to be the alpha or the ringleader in the group where everyone is focusing on them. And so they come up with a story to portray themselves um, about how great they are doing X, Y, or Z. So those kind of people who lie and lie and lie, sometimes it's because of a personality disorder. Um, I would imagine they're going through some sort of anxiety, paranoia, stress, because it must be exhausting to continuously be lying to people around you and to have to remember all of those lies and who you told what to and when. So it's not really sustainable and it's going to take your energy away and it's just going to cause you to feel disconnected. Um, so it's, it's not a positive thing if you're listening to this. And I think that's pretty obvious. Now, like I said before, keeping a secret or not coming forward with information or omitting information because maybe you tell yourself that certain details don't really matter and that this person whoever the person is, doesn't really need to know the whole truth. Maybe you even tell yourself it's not your place to tell this person about something. So, for example, um, let's say you're aware of a work colleague who's married or in a relationship and is having an affair. And you meet their primary partner and you just say nothing. You're there having a conversation and you just say nothing to them despite knowing that their partner is not being loyal to them. In those moments, that's you saying lying and deceit or deception is okay. And that says more about you and your relationship beliefs and morals and values than it does about anyone else. Right? So really reflect on that and what that says about you and your um, identity in itself, right? Maybe you keep a secret. The other side of this is maybe you keep a secret because it makes you feel alive. It makes you feel good. Maybe it's like a little bit of a rebellious act for you. So maybe it's like a pleasure, pleasurable act. Maybe it's you breaking free from a particular role, but if that's you, I guess my question to you would be, what would change if you were honest? And if you actually had the courage to speak up about things, even when it's challenging? Because 
if people don't want other people to know about what they're doing or who they're doing things with, then my belief is they shouldn't be doing it. And it's simple as that. Don't do something that you're not going to want other people to find out about because other people don't owe you anything. They can speak up and be honest about whatever it is that they feel they need to be honest about. You cannot control them or tell them what they can and can't do. So if you don't want people to know things about you, then don't do it. Now, the next part of this is maybe a less obvious form of a lie. And it's definitely something that I reflect back on. I'm like, huh, yeah, that was me. That was definitely me. So if you minimize things, that is you downplaying your feelings, your thoughts, maybe your beliefs, that's you lying to yourself and to other people. So maybe you say something like, oh, it's, it's not that bad, but it probably is. Or maybe you don't actually say how much something has affected you. So you make it out that you're doing okay, even when you're not. Or maybe you tell yourself, other people have it worse than me. Other people are in um, more struggle than me. That's you invalidating yourself and minimizing what you're going through. You're lying to yourself. Or maybe someone else has done that to you or said that to you. And maybe you believe what they're saying. So that's how you start to minimize your worries or your feelings or your thoughts. But you're lying to yourself in those moments. Maybe the other side of this, um, when it comes to minimizing things, uh, let's just say, because I like to talk about romantic relationships or relationships in general, maybe it's about... Uh, being honest to your partner about you having an affair but you minimize it or maybe it's about some sort of unhelpful habit like an addiction of some sort maybe to gambling or to porn or um, to drugs to alcohol but you fail to mention how long it's been going on for or you downplay it as if it's like nothing Maybe it's the case of you telling your friends that your partner doesn't always react aggressively or abusively to you, but they do. And you're just too afraid to admit to them uh, how severe the aggressive behavior is or abusive behavior is, but also you're afraid to admit it to yourself deep down. So it's safer for you to minimize it or to shrink it into really small kind of um feeling or small event because it's easier for you to not face that pain because if you did you'd probably have to leave the relationship and be on your own or start over with someone new and if you've got fears of abandonment or fears of being alone or fears of um uh, not being successful then these can all play into your choices around relationships or fears of not being lovable even. How did I not say that first? <laughs> but really think about what you downplay or minimize and maybe why you do it if you are listening to this now and you're like, yep, I do that. Um, maybe it's a half truth. So maybe you don't minimize. Maybe you half tell the truth. So maybe you say something like, oh, I'm only a social smoker, but 
the reality is you're actually like a chimney at home. Or maybe you say you're only a social drinker, but the reality is that you actually have a drink in the evenings at home, or maybe that drink is a bottle or two bottles. Or maybe you're saying that um, you do work on yourself, but the reality is you've only gone to one session with a practitioner here or there every couple of years. Or maybe you say that you're only dating one person, but you leave out a timeline or you are dating one person every day. So you don't really specify the context of the situation. So you're telling like a half truth and maybe that's to protect yourself from judgment or rejection or abandonment or any kind of potential uh, conflict or trouble with whoever it is that you have opened up to with this half-truth. Maybe it's um not a half-truth. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, no, this isn't me. Maybe it's you exaggerate things. So maybe that's how you lie. You overemphasize certain details like um, the number of matches that you've won or the number of goals you score in a match or the amount of people that you've slept with or haven't slept with or maybe it's the amount of money you have and you do this to kind of maybe boost your ego or to maintain a certain image of yourself or to make yourself feel a certain way perhaps um maybe it's you over emphasize or exaggerate how nice your partner is to you or maybe it's your parents or how great you get along because maybe you fear not being seen as a happy couple or a happy family or you fear being seen as different um, to other people if you were to actually be realistic and be honest about how things actually are between you and these other people. So my final kind of um, lie or potential of a lie, and this is kind of a an obvious one, um, it's the white lies, right? So maybe you assume that these white lies are harmless. I know many people are like, oh, it's, it's a harmless lie. It's means nothing. Again, we kind of downplay it, but actually any form of lying isn't great, but they do damage and they do shape your life. They do shape your relationships. So just so you have an example of this, um, maybe you tell your friend that an outfit looks great on them, but deep down, you know, it doesn't suit their body type and you're like, oh, but you can't speak up because you're afraid of hurting their feelings. So you tell a white lie because you want them to feel good, but that is that really being a good friend? <laughs> I would prefer my friends to tell me we can find something nicer, or I would prefer to tell one of my friends, actually, you know what? I think that does not compliment your body. Let's see if we can go find something else. Like you want your friend to feel good and you also want your friend to trust you. So if you want people to trust you, you have to be honest, even if it's hard, even if it's scary. Maybe it's not in your friendship groups that you tell a white lie. Maybe it's when you enter a relationship and you say something like, it's not you, it's me. A lot of people have probably said that. When actually, when relationships end, it is usually half and half. 
because there's two people, so there's two sets of responsibilities. And it's usually a co-creation of a relationship breakdown. Maybe I'm being subjective there, that's my belief. But you say, it's not you, it's me, because maybe you don't want the other person to feel upset or to feel low in themselves. So you sugarcoat your reasons for ending the relationship. But you might actually help them realize something about themselves if you were to be more honest. Again, really think about how that affects you as a person, but also how it might affect them and the way they move forward too. Because if people don't know things about themselves, good or bad or ugly or whatever it is, then it's going to be hard to make a change, right? Um, Maybe the white lie is you get into a relationship and at the start of a relationship, you start talking um, about future, maybe about wanting to get married one day. That can come across as a little bit love bomby. I will say that. That's something I've experienced myself. But maybe you're being um, kind of like dishonest here and telling a white lie because you don't want to lose that person. You want them to stay with you, but you're not being honest because if you don't actually place value on monogamy or marriage or commitment in itself and you tell this kind of white lie just to kind of keep things as they are that's manipulative first of all but you know if you were to be honest you can let them go so they can actually find someone that actually wants the same things as them and equally you can find someone who wants the same things as you and it's not always easy to do I get it Maybe it's, um, again, underlying fears or beliefs or feeling like you have to keep someone else happy or avoiding um, some form of conflict because you're afraid if you speak up and assert your needs that something bad is going to happen. Regardless of where you stand, everyone has been dishonest at some point because we're humans and we are capable of it. And that's the thing... People are really capable of doing anything at any stage of their life, positive or negative. But people usually struggle to be fully honest because they want to protect themselves. Maybe they want to protect someone else. Maybe they want to avoid conflict, embarrassment or shame or some sort of negative response like rejection or abandonment. Maybe um, people are dishonest because they want to be accepted, to fit in, to be liked, to be loved, or to keep people happy, free from disappointment, um, or to be seen in a good light. There's so many different reasons as to why people make certain choices, and everyone has their own unique reasons. It's never really the same. But People especially will struggle to be honest when they are put on the spot or when they are feeling some sort of pressure or urgency to speak up and to talk about things. So sometimes people will deflect or dodge or delay or avoid questions or conversations because sometimes it's painful. It's confronting having certain conversations because it means that they'll first have to be honest with themselves and then they'll have to be honest with other people and that's quite scary and 
anxiety inducing because you never really know how someone's going to respond. And you especially don't know how they're going to respond if you are extremely truthful and honest. So on that note, I guess this is your prompt to take out a journal and pen <laughs> or to slide open your phone if it's safe to do so because I'm gonna give you some tips on how to be honest, but what I will say is just be gentle with yourself along your journey, because if you have practiced certain ways of being, of relating for years, like maybe it's a deeply ingrained survival role, like people-pleasing, peacekeeping, or being that good child, then it's going to take practice and consistency for you to change your patterns. So just be compassionate with yourself. If you slip up one day, you're a human being. We make mistakes. Can we learn from our mistakes is what's key in those moments. And can we compassionately relate to ourselves instead of shaming ourselves or judging ourselves or criticizing or whatever it is that we tend to say to ourselves when we have that kind of bump in the road. So number one is admit your dishonesty or admit to your lies or admit to where you haven't been fully open and honest. It might feel scary. It might feel incredibly confronting and anxiety inducing, but trust me when I say you're going to feel so much better putting things out in the open. And most people will appreciate you coming forward, regardless of what it is about. Depending on what it's about, they will empathize with you and want to offer you support. The only people who won't appreciate you coming forward about your lies or dishonesty are actually people who have been maybe triggered by what you've said, who might feel taken advantage of, betrayed, manipulated, or maybe because they simply don't want to accept this version of you. If it goes against the version of you they've imagined you to be or expected you to be based on what you've told them or on how you've showed up until the point at which you've decided to take ownership over your omissions or lies or mistakes or whatever it is. But you coming forward and admitting this is you role modeling vulnerability, self-responsibility, and even respect to both of you, even when it's challenging. And I've often heard people say, when I ask a question or have a challenging conversation with them, actually, that's a lie. That's not the whole truth. And I actually respect that when they backtrack and come forward with the actual truth or what, with what's beneath what they had just said. Because it shows to me that, first of all, they can actually self-reflect, but also they can be really honest, even when they haven't maybe been honest up until now. So I believe that admitting to your lies, to your half-truths, or to whatever it is that you have struggled to be fully upfront about, I see this coming forward as a strength, a sign of respect, and it shows that you have courage, even if... Um, there might be fears of people not being happy or not being accepting or 
not being able to be there with you when you do that. That takes a lot of courage. It's really not easy to do. So if you do it, I want to recognize that in you today. Keep doing it because you will feel more aligned. And I'll talk about that in one of my other tips I've come up with. (laughs) Well, my tip number two is be honest about what's hard for you. Even saying to someone, I find it hard being fully honest because of several fears or past experiences. That's a start of you being honest. So lean into that. Even if you can't talk about the details or the ins and outs, being able to be upfront about your challenges around honesty is still you being honest. Or you can say something like, I feel tempted to lie when I anticipate someone rejecting me or when I'm around someone who's quite emotionally explosive I will tend to shut down or not speak up or not be honest about how I'm feeling because it's quite triggering for me. For some people I understand why they struggle with dishonesty or not speaking up because they've been around people who act out quite aggressively whether it's punching the wall or screaming or smashing a glass or speeding up a car because that person can't manage their emotions, which for anyone listening, that's abusive behavior in any kind of a relationship. But I'm putting this in here because dishonesty is sometimes enabled by the other person. So this is really all about creating a safe space for people to be honest. But if any of those experiences are your experiences, please go book an appointment with a practitioner, whether it's your partner, your housemate, your friend, your parent, or maybe it's you who've acted that way in the past with someone. Book an appointment with a practitioner, understand why that happened, where it stems from, and um, figure out healthier ways of relating to people or maybe getting yourself into a position where you can exit out of that relationship or put boundaries in place to protect yourself. So you need to kind of label what makes it hard for you to be honest. So maybe have a journaling session on this. Um, So just kind of talking about where your difficulties are, but I'll give you a question or a few questions. So the first question is, what prevents you from being honest with others? What kind of behaviors frighten you or enable you to not be honest in certain situations? And what is it that you were fearing in those moments? What are you telling yourself or what are you anticipating is going to happen? Because it might be your safety in some situations. and It might be a reason why you're not speaking up because you fear Um, your safety being affected. So really think about what comes up for you and what prevents you from being honest. And just be honest with yourself if you're doing a journaling session. My third tip is practice small ways of being honest. So I guess this is a bit of call to action. Is that what people call it? (laughs) The next time someone asks you how you are, maybe pause before you answer. Do a little bit of a check-in. If you're having a shit day or if you've woken up and you're feeling quite exhausted, maybe try saying something like, actually, 
I'm feeling quite low energy today, but I'm not quite sure how to talk about it just yet. Could we maybe talk about it tomorrow or at the weekend when I might need some support? Or maybe try saying something like, thanks for asking. I'm actually trying to practice being more vulnerable and being more honest. So I'm going to start with you. And actually, things have been quite hard for me lately. You might be surprised by the support you'll get or by the response in another person. But what I want to say is if people can't support you or if they just kind of change conversation, it's likely they can't support themselves in that way, which is why they can't support you in the way that you may need it. So they can't give what they've never received themselves or given to themselves or learned to do. So maybe a point of conversation, if it's perhaps a romantic partner that you feel isn't able to support you in a way that feels good, maybe a conversation to have is um, expressing to them what it is that you need in those moments that you are stressed or feeling unsafe or feeling like you need to open up but you're struggling. Figure out um, through reflection on past experiences how you like to be supported when something has come up for you. So my next kind of tip is number four, remind yourself that those who care will not judge you and they will support you. So people are human just like you. You're not supposed to be perfect, to be happy all the time, or to never make mistakes, or to never talk about what's challenging in your life. It's highly likely that what you're going through, someone else has gone through it too, or someone will know someone who's experienced the same thing or a similar thing. And this is kind of why I share parts of my story with you to hopefully inspire others to talk about their stories or their challenges with someone that they trust or know and to help people to feel a little bit more connected through the not so nice parts of life, I guess, and to show that life isn't meant to be perfect and relationships aren't meant to be perfect either. So it's all messy and at times it's hard and it's painful, but you can feel connected by being more honest, by leaning into vulnerability. You can feel free by being more honest. You can feel more at peace on the inside by being more honest. And by accepting um, the people who have the courage to be honest, even when it's difficult, even when it's something quite upsetting or hard for you to hear. So I guess that kind of brings me on to my fifth tip. If you want authentic relationships, you need to be authentic yourself. So the more honest you are with yourself, the more honest you will be able to be in your relationships with other people and the more honest your life is actually going to feel. It really is as simple as that, but it's really not easy to develop that skill of being honest, even when it's hard, even when it might upset someone. Now, on that note, I guess not everyone can handle honesty and that's okay. Maybe they aren't your people or maybe they need some time to do the work on themselves so that they can revisit a conversation with you. Maybe that's your signal to even make peace with this and to consider letting them go if they um, 
aren't able to accept you being truthful or honest about your feelings or your needs or your wants or whatever it is that you need to be honest about. So the flip side of this is secrecy and dishonesty in a relationship actually fuels unhelpful behaviors and it enables you to feel disconnected and to form relationships that are fake. Obviously, tread carefully when you start to become honest with people if you never have been before. And when you are honest, ensure that you're saying it in a way that isn't coming across as like bitchy or mean or insensitive. So see if you can say it in a loving way. Try not to say you statements, use I statements. So you're taking responsibility for your feelings, for your needs, for your side. And just be mindful of the language that you use. So even on that, take ownership over when you are too harsh in your honesty or if you make a mistake or if you act unlovingly while you try to be honest. But when you take ownership, do it in a way that means you are still standing by your truth because it's important that even if people get upset or triggered or feel like what you've said is just too confronting, it's important that you feel like your real self and that you feel good in being honest and that you're not allowing yourself to slip into a version of you that's filtered or adjusted so that it keeps other people comfortable and happy. So just be kind of mindful of that. When you do get a negative response, it's really important that you still stick by yourself. Which brings me on to my sixth tip, it ties into this. Don't give up on yourself or self-abandon because being honest brings challenges. So you'll probably get frustrated, feel scared, feel stuck, or like you aren't really making any um, important changes sometimes. You're going to have fears, self-doubt, maybe face some sort of negative response, like I said, but don't stop being honest just because of all of those things. Take steps to help yourself stand by your truth. So address your fears, your self-doubt, get to the root cause of them. They were probably created somewhere in your earlier life where there's maybe unprocessed trauma, maybe um, you need some curiosity as to how to look at those situations in a different way, other factors that might've been outside of your control at the time as well. Um, get comfortable with conflict even. And with disappointing people and not being able to make everyone happy because you can't or get comfortable with being in a different um, mindset to other people, um, being in a disagreement with other people, or maybe even rocking the boat a little bit because not everyone has to like what you have to say. Not everyone needs to accept the choices that you make. And the sooner you get comfortable with this, the easier it's going to be for you to speak up, to tell the truth, to be honest, and to really take control of your life and direct it in a way that feels good for you. Plus, if everyone was the same and believed the same and felt the same, it'd be pretty boring, right? So conflict is inevitable. Disappointment is inevitable because no one person is the exact same as the next person. So my final and seventh tip, because I know we're almost at 40 minutes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know I tried to keep these episodes short, but my last and final tip, number seven, 
Know when it's time to move on and to let go. If you can't open up to someone, if you can't be honest with someone, no matter how much work you've done on yourself or on your mind, then maybe that's an answer in itself. Maybe you need to move on and let this person or chapter of your life go. There is a very high chance that there is absolutely nothing for you to gain or for you to learn from in that relationship because the fact that you can't open up still if you've done the work on yourself and become curious on what's challenging or what's enabling you to not be fully honest in those moments that's a message that's a sign for you to pay attention to especially if you feel like you're stuck or unable to express parts of yourself that actually you need to be able to express because you're a human being so on that note, you can't change other people, but you can choose to let go and to move on. And that goes for maybe a job opportunity or a work environment too. If you feel like you cannot be yourself, if you feel like you cannot challenge or speak up about things that just feel off, and if you're noticing that it's quite toxic, it probably is, especially if you notice that maybe other people are feeling the same way. Like that's something to pay attention to. So consider being honest about things, about moving on maybe and letting go if there's nothing more for you where you currently are. And when you do let go and move on, you're creating space for new things for new people, for new opportunities to come into your life. So that's all that I got for you for this episode on how to be honest. As always, I want to thank you for listening to this episode if you've made it to <laughs> the end of the episode. <laughs> and um, as always, if you could give it a like or a share or a review, I would be truly, truly grateful. And other than that, I'm going to say I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you.